listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, this Thursday morning. I'd like to turn to our next topic and guest of today. In the next 15 minutes or so, we're talking about female representation on company boards. Now, diversity and inclusion remains a priority for many businesses. So what are some of the impacts of having more or less women on boards? And to talk about this, I'm really delighted to be chatting with Kurti Ladd, the executive director and also the co-founder of Meraki Executive Search and also Consulting. Welcome to the program, Kurti. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Pleasure. Thank you for having me, Nori. Now, we're, we're talking quite generally, and this is a topic that sort of we've revisited from time to time. Could you sort of give us the landscape of, of women on boards, on female representation on, on boards of companies here in the city? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, it's a very exciting time for women uh, to opt to join uh, corporate boards and other types of boards right now. Um, clearly, there's a uh, clear mandate from the Hong Kong Stock Exchange where uh, they've now uh, asked every issuer to have at least one female representation on their board as an INED. Um, and that mandate came in uh, just over 18 months ago. So we, uh, issuers have another 18 months to uh, fulfill this uh, criteria. Um, so in terms of opportunities, uh, we're hoping to see uh, so many more for women. Um, and of course, you know, ultimately, that's a very positive impact in terms of company performance um, and, and direction. That's right. Now, first of all, what are some of the barriers that women face uh, regarding sort of getting appointed, which perhaps men don't face? What are some of the challenges? Why are so few women um, on boards? Well, it does change from jurisdiction to jurisdiction. So, you know, Hong Kong's a slightly different uh, entity in that sense. You know, we have been very slow at uh, promoting women onto corporate boards, um, you know, and it's not a pipeline issue because there's no question there are some excellent uh, female talents uh, here in Hong Kong and across all of Asia who are ready and willing and actually, you know, want to join these corporate boards. Um, there's, there's The barrier is really about uh, the demand, you know, uh, issues aren't necessarily uh, proactively going out beyond their circles, beyond their networks to find diverse talent. And this isn't just women, this mm. is women and other diverse groups that perhaps can add a lot of value to, to boards around uh, diverse thinking, you know, preventing groupthink, all of those important things that make corporate governance important and impactful for companies. Um, so, you know, the issue really is around how organizations go to seek new talent, uh, because historically, um, it's really much, it's very been, been very much around um, uh, circles, networks, uh, uh, which are quite closed. Mm-hmm. Other parts of the world, on the other hand, do these things quite differently. So the UK, for example, which is where I was based uh, 12 years ago, and I've spent a lot of my uh, uh, career in the UK, um, it would almost be unseen and you know, very unusual, almost unprofessional, to not use a third party to find your independent non-executive directors. Um, so, you know, using a third party, whether it's a headhunter, um, uh, an advisor, um, to really look for external talent is a, is a norm in most parts of the world. Um, but in Asia and in Hong Kong, that's still quite a new thing. Yeah. Let's talk a little. You mentioned a few points earlier about, you know, the, the, the issues or the impact of, of not having women or, or it's better to have women on the board. Let, let's go through some of them um, so, so that, you know, more, more businesses can go about appointing more, more women. Um, 
why is female representation important? So I don't think in Asia or in Hong Kong, we actually have an issue around understanding the benefits or the business case of having more diverse boards or having more women on boards. Um, I think organizations understand it's good for business. Um, you know, having a more diverse board means, um, you know, you're addressing issues through different lens. You're, you're you know, better representation of your customers, your partners, uh, and of course, the society that these organizations serve, you know, is important. That needs to be reflected in terms of those decision making um, and strategy that's being made at the board level. Um, without that, you know, clearly it's very easy for organizations to think the same and therefore come up with the same ideas, same solutions. We're not really challenging the status quo. So having more diversity on boards is basically encouraging more innovative thinking, diversity of thought in order to be able to create better solutions, better impacts around decision making. That's the essence of having diversity on board. And like I said, it's not just about having women, it's having diverse groups, different talents, different backgrounds, different lived experiences, um, and that can come from all sorts of different places. Yeah. Would you say the issue in Hong Kong or many places is they're unable to find these people? So they understand the importance of, of, of appointing women and it's, or maybe you know different people, but it's just difficult to, to find the candidates. Well, it's so we run the Women's Directorship Program with Hong Kong University Business School. It's a corporate governance program that's exclusively for women. And we've been running this program now. We've just completed our 11th year. So the next pro- cohort will be in 2024. And, you know, we've now generated this incredible pipeline and pool of board-ready talent, all women, all incredible, uh, highly accom- accomplished women. And over 70% of these women now serve on corporate boards. So there's absolutely no question around, is that pipeline, uh, does that pipeline exist? <laughs> Do these women, you know, are these they women are there? there? They're absolutely, so that, that isn't even a question. Also, the work that the 30% Club do here in Hong Kong is incredible. You know, so we're building this pipeline. These women exist. They've raised their hand. They're saying we want to join boards. So it's a, it's a question of visibility as well. So part of the work that we're trying to do with this, uh, with our pool is to create more visibility for these women, you know, give them access to the decision makers who are nomination uh, committee chairs, uh, chairs of uh, these boards, CEOs of these organizations. These are the decision makers who actually decide who do we want in our, on our boards? What are the skill sets and the competencies that we are missing? You know, how can we be additive to our boards by bringing these women uh, and these other diverse groups into, into these teams? You know, so the pipeline exists. Women want it. They just need a little bit of an opportunity to kind of uh, get that seat on the table to demonstrate the impact that they can bring. Yeah, that's right. I remember 10 years ago, the Women's Foundation um, started the 30% Club, which mm. was to commit to 30% of board members would be women. Um, but I'm looking at some of the statistics of some of the Hang Seng Index boards, and um, it's that the progress is still quite slow. I think some 16%, 15.7%. We are, we're currently at 17.4%. So the Hong Kong Stock Exchange have put together a really smart uh, repository of information around uh, where our Hong Kong issues are around um, uh, diversity, around gender. 
Um, so, you know, the stats that they've uh, shared are in 2020, we were at 14.6%. And we've only really made incremental improvements, at least it's improvements, which is great. So currently at 17.4%. But what's more alarming is the fact that there are uh, a whole host of INEDs who are overboarded, so over uh, on, on more than seven boards. Um, and, and seven boards as an INED is too many. It's very hard to be able to dedicate the time, commitment. Uh, so the and, same and, and, women are on many different boards for different companies? Well, there are men and women on lots of boards and on sure. many boards, for sure. But it is men and women. Um, but the other alarming piece is, of course... Um, you know, there's gonna, the other change that the stock exchange has brought in is uh, a requirement where after nine years, um, that's the requirement. You then step off as an INED. Um, that's the recommendation. And there are, um, I think the last count was uh, 1,473 INEDs, according to the Hong Kong Stock Exchange uh, uh, repository, uh, are on boards for over nine years already. And this is, wow. you know, this is what we need to change. So in effect, the, the opportunity that's coming up is we see there's going to be about a thousand new board seats based on the fact that, you know, uh, all these INEDs have been on boards for more than nine years. Some issuers need to bring in their first uh, female INED. They may bring a second one. Um, and, and then some of these individuals are overboarded. That should generate about a thousand new board seats, which hopefully will all go to women. So that's what we're seeing. Yeah, you mentioned one point that was very that was very interesting and spot on. The thing is about visibility. Now, mm. sort of one of the recurring themes is is visibility, but also confidence. Women need to sort of talk themselves up more and and feel more confident of their skills and knowledge and experience. You know, it goes to that issue that if a man was to have a few skills, they'll put their hand up for every job. But yeah. women, if they have you know nine out of ten, they'll still be like, oh, I don't have that one. Is yeah. that sort of the same mentality we see about women sort of putting their hands up and say right I'll go for that at the board level no okay <laughs> at the board level women have made a conscious decision this is something that they really want to do it's additive to perhaps their executive role if they're still in an executive position or if they've made that decision they want to transition out and build a portfolio career it's something that would be really strong development for them you know and they may have already joined ngo boards school boards government committees trustees they may have or even their own company internal board so they may have already been uh, practicing their role as an uh, as a non-exec director in those circumstances and now they want to embark on doing this as a as a commercial career you know building a portfolio career um, and joining some commercial boards so no these women know they can do it they've demonstrated that they can do it they've already added value they can see that they're making an impact and now it's it's time to do it, you know, where, where they can, you know, add, add e even bigger impact on commercial boards. So, no, speaking up and putting your hand up and going for it has not been a problem when it comes to uh, these uh, for, for INEDs. Um, at an executive level and, and, you know, one layer down, definitely we still see that. Um, and that's where, you know, and, and this is important as well because, of course, when we look at 
talent for INAIDS, we are typically being asked for, you know, individuals who are, you know, former CEOs or who have P&L experience or, or have much broader multidisciplinary ex- exposure within organizations so then they can contribute on lots of topics uh, at that board level. Um, and, and then, you know, and, but what we find in, in, uh, in corporates uh, at an executive, executive level is perhaps some women don't always feel comfortable stepping out of their comfort zone and taking on bigger responsibility if it kind of falls outside of their day-to-day remit. You know, is that something that I want to do? And that goes back to what you, you just said. You know, if I've got, if a man has 60% of what we're looking for, he'll put his hand up, whereas a woman's got 80% of what we're looking for. She may go, oh, but I don't have that 20%. And, and you know, that's a responsibility for leaders in corporates to think through how do we develop our women because they will be the pipeline eventually to join these boards. Um, so the executive pipeline and getting women into more P&L positions, GM roles, CEO roles is extremely important to ensure we've got a great pool for when they join boards. Great. Well, Curti, this is such a great discussion and I really look forward to having more chats with you in the future. Remind our listeners once again, how can we find out a bit more about you and, and your work? Have you got a website and are you on social media as well? We are followers on LinkedIn. Uh, we're Meraki Executive Consulting um, and you can find me, Curti Ladd, on LinkedIn um, and also the Women's Directorship Program is on LinkedIn and we'll also, uh, we also have a website so uh, go to www.wdp-international.com to find more about, more about our Women's Directorship Program. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for your time this morning. Curti Ladd, the Executive Director and the Co-Founder of Meraki Executive Search and Consulting. Thank you very much indeed. Pleasure. Thank you so much, Noreen.